You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello there and welcome to Locked On Suns, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Kellen Olson. Hope you guys had a good weekend. We are back Monday. The Raiders are in the playoffs. Eddie House is ecstatic. How are you doing? Pretty good. Oh, man, you, you, just, you just explained it. You hit it right on the head, man. Feeling great. Feeling so good. It's so good to be back in the play. I had a pretty good weekend. The only thing that was a downer is that I lost my in, in the semifinals of fantasy. So the best I could do was finish in third place um, in the consolation game next week. So uh, pretty bummed about that. But, hey, I'll take my Raiders being in the playoffs over me winning fantasy. I already got three championships, so everybody else is playing catch up. <laughs> Uh, I am at, in. Uh, I'm in the worst situation possible. Well, it could be worse, I guess. But I'm down five, and I have uh, Washington's kicker left, and that's it. So every mm. kick that he takes, extra points, field goals, I am going to be losing my mind. So if you're watching the Monday Night Football tonight, uh, it is during the Suns game, so I'll be flipping back and forth. But if you are watching that for some reason, know that anytime Dustin Hopkins is kicking, I'm going to be losing my mind on my couch. That's funny. That is funny. And then also on Friday. There was a big game. My son, uh, hold on, I'm about to sneeze. Hold on. <coughs> Can you take that back? Yeah, <laughs> you're good. Oh. yeah. All right. No, I go. was going. I was going to get a couple of them off. Uh, excuse me, but um, you're on good. Friday, on Friday, my uh, the Shadow Mountain played Pinnacle High School, one of the most exciting high school basketball games I've been to out here in Arizona. It was packed house, very exciting game. Uh, we ended up coming out on top, so. It started my weekend pretty good with that. Yeah, I know. I know when I went in, when I was in high school, we actually had a decent. Uh, I went to Sandra Day O'Connor High School in Glendale. Uh, if those of you are around the area, we haven't had a good basketball team really ever, except for like two or three years when I was going. There. I wasn't on the team myself, but uh, I was in the student section going crazy. And those Friday night games were always awesome. So I'm sure the atmosphere there was the same. It was. I mean, you didn't play. Nah, man, I was terrible. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, so I'm out there. Like if you need me to make the right play, I'm out there. But like my, I'm just not an athlete at all. I'm willing to admit it. You got some good size on you, though. You got exactly. Some good height. Yeah. You got See, some that's good the height thing. On you. Yeah. yeah. They they had a good. That's the problem. If they just had like an average team or a bad team when I was uh, when I was in school, I would have been fine. I would have made the team. But like that was the thing. The team was good, so I needed to have at least some sort of like athletic skill and i had none i i could make the right play i could hit the open shot i'll i'll fight on rebounds and stuff but nah man i didn't play so did is that what drove you to analytics <laughs> <laughs> oh man taking shots on monday already okay i see how it is all right no that, that's fair yeah i'm probably over there like if analytics would have been around i would have been like pointing at the coach at the like Yo, my turnover ratio is only like 4.2. I take care of the ball, coach. Come on. Uh, All right, so the Suns lost 114-111 to the Oklahoma City Thunder on Saturday. Hey, Eddie, guess what? The problem? He was a problem. He had a triple-double again. Uh, Messed around and had a triple-double. Ice Cube was talking about it in his song. He was talking about him. (laughs) That's who he was talking about. Yeah, man, you you know, with 22 assists, that's, that's crazy, man. Uh, he's getting everybody involved. Um, Cantor with 12 off the bench, Roberson with 11, Adams with 19, Morrow with 11. I mean, it seemed like everybody was scoring except uh, Abrams, who played 12 minutes. He was 0 for 2, but everybody scored on their team. Almost got almost double figures pretty much. Yeah, 28 assists and 13 turnovers for OKC as a whole. I think this was more of 
the same of what we've seen from the Suns. Uh, it's actually been – I've actually talked to multiple people uh, that are just like casual fans or not necessarily like diehards watching every single minute or whatever, but they said they noticed a change in the Suns as well. We weren't just overreacting to anything. There was that change in effort, but this was more of the same. I think a good example of the, that was a good thing about this game was that Devin Booker finally got it going again. He had 31 points on 50% shooting. But during his run in the third quarter, OKC was scoring on, I believe, every possession that the Suns were. And Westbrook's 22 assists, those were an easy 22 assists. And when you make it easy for Russell Westbrook, you're going to lose the game. That's it. Yeah, you definitely are. And if you look at what they shot, they shot uh, 50% from the field and 43 from three. Um, that's just that's pretty not playing. That's pretty much not playing defense. You know, you let teams shoot 50% and they have 28 assists on 13. Turn only 13 turnovers and you have 16 turnovers and shoot 43 percent you're gonna lose those ball games I don't care how good Devin was that day that night it, it just didn't matter I mean it's 31 he's still minus 13 with 31 points out there uh Blesso had a, a kind of rough night uh with, with only 12 points one for three I mean one for six from the three I think that's the, that's part of the problem too I think the Suns take too many three-point shots man I don't think they attack the basket enough I mm-hmm. think they uh they, they settle for the three and I think at some point they got to realize they're not a three-point shooting team. I mean, it's it's evident. You know, I mean, they have been abysmal from three-point land, and they continue to put up 20-plus, 30 shots from three. I think they need to attack the basket more. They got a lot of guys that can attack the basket and put pressure on defense. They just like to settle for the three too much. I think that's the problem. Eric Bledsoe in particular is now shooting below 30% on the season. I think their problem, Eddie, is that they have a lot of guys who can make three-point shots. Uh, I hate to say this, but Devin Booker is slowly being in this category now of just becoming an average three-point shooter. It's way too early to declare him that for his career, but at least in this stage right now, he is shooting around like that 33 to 35% mark. So guys like Marquise Chris, P.J. Tucker, Eric Bledsoe, Devin Booker, Dragon Bender, T.J. Warren, Brandon Knight, all these guys are just average three-point shooters. Dudley is really the only marksman on the team, so you're just going to have a lot of nights like this where uh, you shoot 36% and that's fine, but you're going to have other nights where you shoot 25 30%. And with the way this team runs a stagnant offense at times, it's really a recipe for disaster in them in a lot of games, and we've seen that over the season. Yeah, we have. And, you know, one thing I would like to say, good to see T.J. Warren get back out on the basketball yeah, court. Uh, happy, to, happy to see that. And he'll probably slowly work himself back into the starting lineup. Uh, you know, he was playing phenomenal basketball at a high level right before uh, whatever happened to him. Uh, so uh, hopefully he gets back to that 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 level of play because uh, the Suns definitely are going to need that. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, right now, the Suns, by the way, they are shooting. They're 22nd in the league in three point percentage as of this morning. They're shooting 33.5 percent. So not one of the worst marks in the league, but still not very good. At all, I think the main thing to take away from that game is that it was just too easy for this team. And we talked about Victor Oladipo being out and how he was really the only guy besides Russell Westbrook that contributed much to this team offensively. But when you allow Steven Adams to go 8 for 13, Anthony Morrow to go 4 of 6 and 3 of 4 from 3, Morrow's one of the most efficient three-point shooters of all time. And you just can't allow him to have open looks all the time. Even Andre Roberson, the guy who really makes his impact defensively, man, he played stellar defense on Devin Booker and uh, some of the other guards at times. And then he was four of seven from the field. And then Adams was eight of 13. 
uh, and guys like Nick Carlson going three for three. It's just those little things where uh, Westbrook, especially going nine of seventeen, he struggled to be efficient in the last game, but he was just so overpowering uh, and so in control of that game, despite not making all of his shots, that they were able to win that game still. But when you let it be even easy for Westbrook, that's when you're just going to lose, like I said. And there were just too many things that the Suns did in this game that allowed the Thunder to get a win. They're a good team. The Suns are not. And that's the bottom line, really. Yeah, that is the bottom line. It's, uh, I mean, it's clear-cut. You know, they have a guy over there, Westbrook, that's playing like the best player in the league as of right now. And, uh, you know, what he's doing is he's getting other guys involved. You know, and that was part of it. They said he was selfish. They said, that you know, it's all about him. But he only took 17 shots yesterday to have 20 – me uh, Saturday yeah. to, have 20, to have 26 points. And then not only that, he was – Seven, seven for seven from the free throw line, but to have 11 rebounds, 22 assists with that. He did have five turnovers, but I'll take 22 and five all day. He had two steals and one. He's out there. He's helping his team in every which way, and it's not just scoring. And I think that's the that was part of the problem for the problem was that people thought he just took too many shots. He was reckless. He was wild. But that's part of his makeup. And right now we're seeing the maturity of Russell Westbrook right now because he's not out of control. He's playing hard and fast and it seems like he has one speed, but it's under control. And that was, that's one of the things that I wanted to see from last year's finals, because I think that's what hurt them um, is that he was a little out of control. Uh, You could play reckless, but controlled reckless, if you will. And um, right now we're seeing that from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no one on the Suns really stood out except for Booker. It's just worth noting that he was 11 of 22 from the field. Last year, it became a pattern in games when the team was down 15, 20 points, maybe as little as 10 sometimes. Booker would go on these huge runs in the second half to bring the team back into the game. He, I don't believe he actually led the team to a comeback in any of those games, but he often came very close, and he was pretty much doing it by himself, and this was another example except the deficit really wasn't uh, cut or anything like that. But let's move on to the Timberwolves tonight. The Suns take on the Timberwolves, of course. You guys will remember last game because of the podcast episode we had after it. The Suns gave up a 31-10 to fourth quarter uh, run, really, at home against the Timberwolves, who are not a very good team. It's been established. They are 7-19, and really one of the surprises in the league. And, Eddie, uh, anything better than that last uh, effort really will be better tonight, I think. Yeah, we want to see the guys just come out and compete because at the end we've seen it. Even though this Timberwolf team is not a very good basketball team, if you let them hang around and come down to the fourth quarter, they do have two closers in Wiggins and and Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, that can hurt you. That we don't have that on the other side as of yet. You know, guys are trying to develop into that, but you don't want to give these guys the opportunity to to close a game out. So you want to stretch it out. And look, and Zach Levine, uh, for what it's worth, is playing. At a very high level, career best basketball right now. Oh um, yeah, he got a lot of confidence from them dunk contest because he came in as just strictly an athlete and a slasher, and he's starting to hit his outside shot. And I think you know he won the dunk contest, won it again. Now he has a lot of confidence. He's been around these all stars because he's been at the all star game. He's starting to have a little swag about himself. We had swag because that's why he was in the dunk contest, but he has a different swag about himself. Mm-hmm. He's not only not only a leaper, but he's all, becoming a really good, well-rounded basketball player. But, uh, you know, so he, he's another guy that you got to account for out there. Uh, and just a rising star in Chris Dunn. Um, I, I think Ricky, Ricky Rubio is on his way out. 
uh, I just think they're looking, they're shopping. I know they they have to be shopping him around to see what they can get, uh, be it uh, draft picks or some some sort of player. But I'm quite sure they'll get some draft picks for him to look to the future. Um, but it's going to be Chris Dunn's uh, car to drive, and uh, you know I. This, this team is just surprisingly bad because they have a good coach in Thibodeau that teach defense. But, again, this is one a young team. And, again, I don't want to – you can't put that on it because the Suns are a young team, you know. But at the mm-hmm. same time, um, young team with a new coach, he's trying to put his stamp and his philosophy on this team. And I expected them to be better. So definitely one of the surprises in the league to me. Yeah, they are really one of the biggest surprises in the league because you expect a coach like Thibodeau to at least turn this team into an average defensive team just because that's his moniker as an NBA coach. But they've been one of the worst defensive teams in the league, but actually where they're succeeding is on offense. They have a top 10 offense in the league right now in terms of offensive rating, and that is not the case for the Suns. So you look at these teams both having similar records. I would pick the Timberwolves to sort of climb out of the cellar a bit. Uh, They just have too much talent. Carl Anthony Towns, one of the best young players in the league. Andrew Wiggins has become really one of the best young scorers in the league. And you can add Zach Levine to that combo, too. Levine really seen as someone who is going to become a heat check sort of inefficient scorer. Uh, and then if he was really going to survive in the NBA, it was going to come down to finding and niching out a role. Uh, he is shooting 47% from the field this year and 38% from three on nearly seven attempts a game. So he has really found his place and like you said it is really surprising how it comes down to confidence sometimes and just showing on the dunk contest did that for him I know Aaron Gordon in Orlando has played some of his best basketball since he had his own little showing uh, in the dunk contest but what I wanted to ask you to end the podcast is really how long does it take for a coach to implement their system because maybe our expectations were too high for Thibodeau being able to really change his team a lot of people are picking them to not only make the playoffs but win 45 50 games something like that uh, so how long does it take Thibodeau really to get in there and make changes? I was one of those guys that thought they were going to make the playoffs. I really did. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to take a – he got to get his his guys in there. You know, I mean, he, I think he got uh, – Chris Dunn was a guy that they drafted. He was a part of that process. Now he has a young point guard. He has a wing player in Zach Levine, another wing player in Andrew Wiggins, and the big man that you need now I think – it's going to take probably, uh, you know, this off season. You know, there's going to be some guys on this team now that that won't be there next year, and uh, on on the fact that they're going to try to bring in guys to fit his his style of play, which they got the offense now. So they run the offense now. They got to get guys that's going to buy into playing defense, and not sure that all of those got everybody on that team is is bought into playing defense like that just yet because it is a new coach, and I know Tibbs probably pulling his hair out his head because, uh, you know, they're not playing defense the way he wants to, but he has to get his guys in there to do it. It's sort of like college, but you don't have as as much of a long of rope as you do in the NBA in college. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll get rid of you quick if things aren't changing. But I, I expect it to change, man. Maybe in about, like I said, this offseason is going to be big for them. So I'm looking forward to change this offseason. They are a top Nerlens Noel destination for me. Nerlens Noel has fallen out of the rotation completely in Philadelphia. I think he's a very talented defensive player and would be an awesome duo with Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, it's tough to find a trade fit right now because Zach Levine was one, but he's just playing too well right now. And then Ricky Rubio, I think, just has too much value right now uh, for Nerlens with his current situation. So I think that's just going to come down to the Sixers getting the right fit there. Uh, I am interested to see Chris Dunn. I was huge on him coming out of the draft. I really loved him. I was all in on him, and he has struggled mightily in his uh, rookie season. 
maybe not to, as much of a surprise, though. 22 years old, uh, seen as a guy who is going to be ready to play right away. But I think there's a difference between that and playing well. And we're going to see some of that tonight. We will be back tomorrow, uh, this Christmas week, to talk about that. We are going to be off on Friday, just a heads up uh, for Christmas and everything and the holidays. But we will be back once again tomorrow. See you then.